You are listening to Conversations with Chris Marshall, where I sit down and talk to top real estate investors and professionals who work with investors to find out how to become a top investor. If you are interested in becoming a top real estate investor, then be sure to subscribe to the show and to tune in to new episodes so we can level up and start or scale to success in real estate investing. Welcome back to another episode of the Top Investor Podcast. Today on the show, we bring back Chris Prefontaine. And uh, if you didn't look, listen to his first episode, go back and listen to it. We dive more into his story and what it is that he does. But today we talk about the psychology of those that are getting started in real estate investing, how they get started, why they choose to get started, and then how they can improve their mindset as they begin this journey. Uh, so it's a great intro episode if anyone is looking to get started as a real estate investor, I highly encourage you to take a listen. And then towards the end of the episode, we even talk about some news that's going on in this space right now that could affect real estate investing. So uh, it's a new segment that I'm thinking about putting in a couple episodes a month. So just let me know your thoughts on that new segment, um, different types of subjects that you'd like to hear about if we do more of those in the future. Um, Yeah, with all that out of the way, let me get out of here and get on with the episode. Chris, welcome back to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. Um, I didn't know I was like dominating the uh, guest count here. I got to back off after this. Oh, like you're hanging you're, out. You're only going to be in. You might be in second place, maybe third. I'm not. I'm not sure. I know. Uh, I got one guest who's been on like seven times. So. Oh wow. Okay. Um, yeah, you're good. <laughs> it helps that he's like my mentor. So. Um, good deal. We're always talking. No, cool. Um, so for those who are just tuning in who might not have listened to your last episode, uh, just a, a, a couple back, uh, why don't you give a quick little overview about who you are, how you get into real estate investing, and what you're doing now? Yeah, so I'll be brief, and then we can send them back to that episode. So I've been at this 32 years, uh, this actually last month. And uh, when I say at this, I've been in some shape, form, or fashion in real estate, uh, home building, brokerage, owning, selling to Cobalt Banker construction projects, raise the roof projects, you name it, uh, after the crash of 08, um, because I got hammered financially, we just reset the r- rules, we re-engineered the business, and that is we don't buy anything with using a bank loan or signing personally or pledging credit ever. Hmm. Uh, and I would not suggest anyone else do that too. Hmm. And um, so we buy everything creatively, lease purchase, owner financing, and sub to meaning subject to existing financing. Nice. And for anybody that thinks that's super awesome, we did an episode a couple back. I think it was episode 22. Um, look for Chris Prefontaine. Great episode. We dive into the the nuts and bolts. It was a very technical episode about how to structure creative financing deals. We even go through an example of it, uh, something that I just closed um, that same week uh, as we were talking. Um, so it was a really good episode, bitter backstory on Chris. But we're going to skip a little bit of that today, and I thought it'd be fun to have a conversation around the psychology of those that are getting started in real estate investing, why people choose to get started, how do they kind of get into this world, how do they escape the rat race and escape some of the mentality in their own mind when yeah. they're coming into this space. Um, and so, Chris, you're also a coach is something um, that's the whole Wicked Smart community, right? Yeah, uh, and and I wish it were. This is an interesting topic because you and I didn't decide this till two seconds ago, and it's interesting because we teach everybody the same thing, skill set wise. Mm-hmm. Here's how you structure creative financing. It's like you and I talked last time. That's more skill set. Yeah, and the course teaches the same, 
Okay, well, if that's the case, why then do students come into the Wicked Smart community? Some do a deal in 32 days, literally, it's happened. Yeah. And then at my last event, you asked me about, the gentleman stood up and said, I want everybody to know, it took me 15 months to do my first deal. So why is that? It's because of the mindset piece, which is another, we have a genius model, we call it. I don't think we talked about this. I don't think it's so. It's three, three pillars, skill set, sure. Everybody, I can, that's the easy part, believe it or not. Then it's mindset and systems and mindset. I'm going to tell you, it makes up 98% of this. And here's why I can say that coming out of the crash, Novo 08, I did not get back into aggressively real estate until 12. So what the heck did I do for four years? I was working my way out of all the crap, but I was in my own way because I thought I couldn't do it. I thought I feel that wasn't the market on and on. That was all mindset. Mm -hmm. I had, my skill didn't change. I just screwed up what I did pre-crash. So mindset's huge. Um, just to preface your, your, your question with that. And then we can dive into different things already. When you were talking, I wrote down two or three things here, but uh, I'll say one, and then you can go back to whatever you want. Um, here, so here's the challenge I see, uh, with the, with this mental piece, when people see marketing, uh, online now is a pretty busy space. In fact, everybody's vying to get into creative real estate right now because the market's Perfect for it. Perfect. I, I'm happy yeah. about that. But unfortunately, now you get a bunch of great marketers shoveling all kinds of stuff at you if you're online. Yeah. And how do you know? They're promising you they, they rent their fake Lamborghini. You know, they do all these things and then you think they're they, that's going to be you tomorrow. Yeah. It, it just takes time. So if you could please, please, please be careful with the mental piece and set your expectations properly, manage yeah. your expectations. It's the biggest challenge I see. Um, and don't jump for shiny objects. Uh, so I could go deeper on that, but I don't know if you want to comment on that before we go too deep on that. No, I, I think that's right on the money. Like, don't worry about how long it's going to take you. If you're just constantly going for it, you'll get there eventually. I think that's just a, a nice, easy blanket statement to say in the beginning. Uh, where do you think, like, what, what's the driving desire? Let's start, start a little bit earlier. What's this driving desire? Why people are getting into real estate investing? I, I've been in it not nearly as long as you have. And I know people, you've been doing it forever, but it seems like it's getting more and more prevalent. Even I've seen in the last decade since I've been around, like how, where's this all coming from? Why do you think there's so much drive for people to get into it? What do you think? Uh, this is just opinion, but. Um... I think that's also a, a good point. A lot of this, this is not going to be as easy as our last episode because this is going to be very nuanced. It's going to be different for everyone, but yeah. No, good point. So the reason I, it's my, my opinion, I think is somewhat spot on is you, there's not, whenever there's uncertainty, like there's uncertainty now with post COVID, there's uncertainty with an election coming up, there's uncertainty, interest rates just went through the roof. There's, so those are all causing uncertainty, right? And chaos. And then of course the media screams, they're usually wrong, but they scream and they scare everyone. So with all that happening, people are looking for alternatives. That That's one thought. Second thought is, the stock market, now this is a strong opinion, so if you're a trader out there, don't take this personally, but the stock market, the fact is any stock you buy, any stock you buy can in fact go to zero. Mm -hmm. Like I don't think anyone can argue that. No, so someone who's skilled at it will say, well, the, you know, we do we do differently and we protect, I get all that, but I'm saying it, it, can, it can go to zero. Real estate can't, mm -hmm. period, it can't. So uh, there's a comfort level there for some people and then now that I'm just talking about me and you now, now talk about the big, big level, like the people with, you know, the funds in the, in the, in the oh, yeah. equity funds and things like that. 
Um, they're looking for a place to park money because of uncertainty in their market. So I, I think a lot of it's driving it. That's just just the thought for you why people are looking and um and again creative real estate is driving a lot now of more people more and more people marketing if more and more people are marketing then more and more people jumping in right yeah it's just when when people come to you and they're getting into the wicked smart community where do you typically find that they're at like are they still usually working a nine to five are they like you know in a, a larger career that's salaried is it you know private professionals or, or what, what do you typically find uh, I, a lot of our people are frustrated with their J-O-B, mm-hmm. so they want to escape that. Um, now different levels, but the, but the, but we had a major and still are having a major onslaught of people with really healthy salaries, like high five and certainly six and multiple six figure incomes coming in. Um, so they made money. They just didn't have the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we had a guy leave the government job, Rick, after 30 years, I said, God I love you. I don't know how you did it. Like, there's just so many better ways to, to have a lifestyle, right? Than than that. And the what those that love their profession, great. But if you don't, I don't you just there's no sense of wasting time. And I and so we are attracting a lot of those. I think COVID drove that, Chris, for sure, because COVID pushed a lot of people into their own business, right? Yeah. And if they're gonna go in their own business, our our setup, we have people that are looking for either large multis or franchises who find us and go, Oh, this is way better. There's not all that garbage you gotta deal with. So yeah. that was a long answer, but a lot of high paid, high paid executives. Gotcha. And so like when they come in and they're like, I have a job, I, I was talking with someone out here. I, I'm wearing a 1 million cup shirt. It's an entrepreneurial organization. And uh, something, one of the people were, they were sitting on the side, they were talking about trying to quit their business or their job and uh, start their own business. I told him, I was like, you just need to jump out of the plane, figure out how to build the parachute on the way out. That's yeah. how I, how, that's how I got started. Um, where do you see like their mental space uh, is uh, that's probably really bad advice for most people. Don't, don't just throw everything away and, conservative. and, and dive well, in. Yeah. 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 I've, I'm that type of person. I did it when I didn't have kids or a wife or any, anything. I, I was able to do that, but um, if you have responsibilities, probably don't jump out of the plane and figure out how to build a parachute on the <laughs> way down. Uh, where do you see like, how do, how does the normal person, break into this world, uh, you know, decide to go through with it and, and start taking action when they have a, a nine to five job. Cause I never had that experience. I always just like, I just jumped into it and yeah. threw everything else away. Well, just for context again, and then I'll, I'll talk about the, that, that piece of what they should do. When you said well, you had no kids, I mean, I'm, I got fired from a family company in 91 or two, my kids were two and three. It was a company my father sold and that parent company fired me after like nothing, two weeks, a month. They didn't want me there anymore, but they didn't tell mm. him that. So, so, and I, so I jumped right into building homes. I found a partner and started doing it. And I had kids two and three, I had about a month severance they gave me. Wow. So just for context for people, like you can do it. Um, now, if your personality is more conservative, here's what I tell you to do. And I may have said this on your show, but it's worth, if I did repeating it on the last show. Uh, if you get a job, there's someone else that had a job that went off and did real estate and made it quite successfully. There's not just someone. There's a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Don't try to recreate the wheel. Go find them. Go make sure you can relate to them, like culturally, morally, ethically, values. Like make sure there's someone you want to follow and emulate and model after, and then make sure it's within the niche. So that should have been first. Pick the niche. Pick the person, and then stick with it. I think I said that in your show last night. Like. Three years minimum, but I like to say three to seven. Hmm. Because- what, do you think, 
What do you think you should okay. niche first, not person? Like what? Um, because a lot of good real estate people out there. The, I'm not so naive to think like we're it, right? There's a lot of great mm -hmm. people. My son-in-law was at a. We we belong to a group called Family Mastermind, and it's mostly people like us. And, and there's a ton of real estate people in there. So two or three of the biggest names, us and two or two other names, were there, mm -hmm. and they talked and they they brainstormed together and helped each other. Like that's the kind of environment the the the, the big players are in. But my point is, you got to know that that's your niche first. Like if you go find something and then you like you like them, but you hate the niche, you don't like that particular style or whatever. Like there's some people that love sitting behind a computer and flipping land because you can do that. I, I had yeah. a guy in my podcast. That's not for me. So if you like helping people and you like putting together relationships, like you don't mind talking to people, more creative might be it. If you want to spin, you know, like go fast and get quick checks and not have too much tied to properties, you might want to wholesale. I don't know, but but pick it. Mm -hmm. you can do that for free right you can go on youtube yeah and you can probe around and look at our deals look at other people's deals and go that's the one i feel good about that and then go start interviewing people yeah i do like that um as far as like uh getting started when you, they are coming in so we're let's take more like the professional style they they're coming into your your course your community and they're getting started in this where do you tell them to start after they've picked their niche um do you recommend that they go and find uh, a professional that's already done it and is on the path and go mentor them or what what, what do you if they can financially uh in in our world there's an easier like on-ramp and that would be if you if you're worried about financially there's just an online platform we call it the in our academy and it's always changing, updating. So you never, you know, you never worried about being up to date because a lot of courses aren't up to date. And then, okay, so let me back up. So when I said pick the niche, remember I said it's free? So yeah. go at it, go free. We give the book away in your show. Like go, if you decide that's it, then spend a few hundred bucks on whatever that, if it's us or someone else, on whatever their entry level thing is. And then that'll tell you if you want to go further. And then it'll also tell you if you should or want to, or want to go fast enough to have a coach. Gotcha. Okay. Hey, let me cut in here real quickly. If you are a starting or scaling real estate investor, I want to highly encourage you to take a look at our software, Ari. You can find it at www.areii.io. We take care of everything from analyzing properties to doing your bookkeeping to connecting you with lenders and helping you get the lowest rate possible for financing your deals. We do it all. We're there for you. We are your partner, your mentor, your assistant right in your pocket. Take a look. Learn more. www.areii. It's pronounced Ari. Thanks. Now back to the episode. Any last thoughts on like where people get into this space before we kind of move into like going into advice and tips for people that are trying to like get started? Um, no, generically that 10,000 foot view will, will serve them well, no matter what niche they, they attack in, in real estate. And then just don't beat yourself up. Um, meaning that three to seven years, it yeah. sounds easy to say, but when you get to year one, if you're like that gentleman, John, who took 15 months, you are going to start doubting yourself. You are yeah. going to have a conference issue. It's not if you are going to, it's we're all human. 
So you need someone to, to lean on when that happens. That's why I say it. Yeah, it's uh, it can be a very long road to to get your. I'm in my current endeavor. I'm three years in and just finally starting to see some decent traction. So those first two years were yeah, you were said that's, that's kind of normal. So yeah. so Brian Tracy said, and you definitely probably don't know who that is, but he was on my show. He's 82 years old. He said it's three years to just you'll be frustrated and you're not going to make much it, but in any business, and then it's two or three where you feel like oh, I I, I kind of got this now. And I'm making adequate money. And it's the last two or three that you have the breakthrough. And that's where he got to the seven years when he was on my show. And I kind of agree with it. If I look back to everything I've done. Yeah. That's that's playing out for me. Uh, it, I don't like it. I wish it would go faster, but I can see the path. So when I started off, this, this current thing that I'm talking about is my software company. So it doesn't necessarily exactly translate to real estate, but the principles still apply. We had mapped out what the path might look like based off of, you know, actual statistical data on closing ratios and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm hitting the targets. And so I can see my path, like a, like on a GPS system. So if I had any, any tips for anyone that knows that they're going to be spending potentially two, three years before they really see any traction on something, map out what that looks like in really small steps month by month and see if you can continue hitting those really small steps. Um, okay. It gives me motivation to see that I'm I'm hitting them and then I can just, I know where I'm going to be going. And as long as I keep hitting them um, and then I can see at the end, it's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be a really, it'll be worthwhile uh, taking this entire, what feels like an eternity. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And I we try to expose, like there's a woman in our community, her name is Kelly, and I was on one of our coaching calls. It was the higher end group. So I was I was coaching. She said, can I speak up? I never knew this about her. I said, sure. I knew she built two eight-figure businesses, but I didn't know what she went through to do it. And she said, let me just say something. And she went on like a 10-minute rant. And basically it was, hey, I made zero for two years. I remember leaving appointments, crying on the way home. Like she gave her story and everybody was like, the jaws dropped. But what it allowed them to, to think and say and, and and take on was, okay, I'm normal. It's not me. Mm -hmm. This is normal. And now she built two eight-figure businesses. And now she's in our community building a third. Nice. Uh, you know, so it helps to hook up with people that have had those stories. And guess where you can find them for free on YouTube. This <laughs> you know? And then ask yourself, what if it was easy? Like, just start getting into a different mindset. What if it was easy? What would that? What might that look like? And And then before you pivot, one more thing. Uh, when you're talking real estate, as you said, why do people, you know, why do people get into it earlier? I, like our deals range from 45 grand to 250 grand, all three paydays. And that's in the last show. We talked a little bit about that. Those are big numbers. Yeah. So, so how about do what you said and plan it out a little bit and chunk it down and then attach to a mentor. And then you'll, it's a different lifestyle for you. It's, it's breakthrough, but you just gotta, you gotta get in that mode and know that you can do it. Yeah. Uh, cool. So, I want to move on to a new segment that I've, I've been thinking about doing. Um, I've done a couple episodes in the past that were specific about news things or things that have happened in the market. Uh, so before we move on to this potentially new segment that I'm going to introduce, and this can be a test run, anything else you want to say about people that are getting started in real estate investing, helping them, advice, tips, tricks, breaking through digital gaps? No, to our whole conversation, don't wait. Just don't wait. Mm -hmm. You're going you're gonna to look back at this particular market, say post-election and go, damn, those guys said I should have done it. it it's going to be one of those times, yeah. so don't wait. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Um, maybe this uh, next little segment might um, 
spur some curiosity or interest in, in some of you that are listening. So this new segment is, I want to, I, I find really interesting news articles or things that have happened or, or economic reports or stuff like that, that I like to do blog posts about. And then sometimes we, I'll, I'll bring on an expert and we try to do a podcast about it. So I want to start incorporating these a little bit more in smaller segments in a couple episodes a month. Um, so this one here, and I'm going to share my screen because this will go to video eventually. Uh, so Redfin announced that it is leaving the NAR, which is the National Associations of Realtors, uh, for two reasons. And then they they go in and, and what might be next for them and some stuff. And so we're going to break down some of this article and uh, just talk about what this could mean for the real estate industry, what it could mean for real estate investors, stuff like that. Um, so everyone knows who Redfin is. Uh, they are, you know, essentially a Zillow. If you don't know, they're a, a, a realtor.com. They are one of the many different platforms that allow people to look at uh, different real estate um, listings and get basically MLS access without going through a realtor for it. Uh, but they also do support the National Association's Realtors uh, and the MLS for uh, quite a few years now. Um but they are leaving it apparently for uh, the NAR policies requiring a fee for the buyer's agent on every listing and then also a pattern of alleged sexual harassment. Um, so I want to talk about what this could mean uh, for the realtor market a little bit, but mostly what it could mean uh, for investors. Um so any opening thoughts about this? Uh, just super general, because I'm not big like media and news. Um, yeah. I said to you off here, it's an, it was, in my opinion, inevitable that mm. not just these guys, but but the, but that starts breaking up, so to speak, like what is offered for realtors. Uh, I, was, I was a realtor and a broker owner, so I don't take a strong way for the listener. But the fact is that you, you're writing a check to belong to that and everything that goes along with that. And I think... Now it's going to evolve probably with people like Redfin offering uh, different avenues. I, I don't know what that looks like because I'm not in that space anymore, but it just yeah. seems to be instead of dominating by the NAI, there's going to be some some neat uh, options. Yeah. Um, so just we're, we're not going to get too much into the pattern of alleged sexual harassment stuff, yeah. but uh, this first point here. So they said since Redfin, since a Redfin-wide initiative to join NAR in 2017, they paid more than $13 million in dues in an effort to influence NAR to advocate for a more technology-driven marketplace that would benefit consumers. And what I'm interested to see is, will this open up like a broader MLS access for just the general consumer? Will they be like releasing something a little bit more competitive to the entire marketplace like the entire realtor marketplace um something that might replace the need for every individual home buyer uh to have a realtor and and get something listed on an mls like product that's the sort of stuff that like i'm interested in what do we do we see any impact on this uh do we see this having an impact on the real estate investing community? If homeowners are able to just go out and start listing homes by themselves, they have the ability to list 
for sale by owner right now, but yeah, on a broader marketplace, if we see a bigger push towards uh, the rest of the market, you know, foregoing realtors and and going to something like a, a Redfin competing marketplace, what do we think? Um, I I as far as an investor itself, the investors themselves, us, I honestly don't think it's going to affect us by putting the power in the homeowner's hands. The the route you're going there, I don't. Um, yeah. To your point, there's some powerful for sale by owner sites now. That doesn't mean they they know how to do anything past that. They being the sellers, um, so I don't think it'll affect them. I think it's going to make the make the um, realtor market a lot more competitive as far as what tools are available. I think that whole thing's going to change. Yeah, but on the investor front, I, whenever there's a, a kind of a movement or a dishevelment or or mix up, I love it because it just causes chaos and that causes people to need a guide and where you do the answer there. So I don't think that's going to change much on our front. But I, again, yeah. that's just my niche. Gotcha. Um, Cool. Yeah. I think this has a, a little bit more implications for stuff that I'm interested in. If you're interested in a, a more of a breakdown um, from how I, I see this affecting my software platform, I'm going to be putting a blog post out on this um, in a couple of days. Um, might be out about the same time that this podcast comes out. So um, I'll link to that in the show notes. But yeah, let me know if uh, any any listeners out there, if things like this might be interesting to you, breaking down uh, things that are happening in the news uh, in, in the U.S. that could have an effect, uh, laws coming into place, if you want to hear more about that on the show, that's something that I'm interested in talking more about. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of pull this up and, and get some thoughts on it. So um, any last thoughts on the article or on helping real estate investors Kind of getting started. Um, I think I'm good on the startup thing, and 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 to wrap that article up, I think again, look at it as the the media will drive you nuts, and these articles are nothing more than that. So mm-hmm. don't let any of that sway you. Um, I'll give you a quick example. I just thought of it when you were doing that. We have a, a gentleman; doesn't matter who he is, but he's been telling our community for about a year and a half, almost going on two years, that you're probably going to ha- not be able to pick up the phone and call people at all ever again. It's like when people say when I was a realtor in the 90s, you probably not going to mail eventually. It's just stupid media <sighs> scare stuff. That So just go plow full steam ahead, keeping your ears open, but plow full steam ahead. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Um, has anything changed in your, um, let's see, in, any new um, tips for starting or scaling real estate investors? We're, we're moving on to the last three. Well, I, I mean, I tell you what we did since the last show, I think because it's been a couple of months, we opened up and this might be good for your listeners. We weren't in the past doing deals with you unless you were in our community. Like okay. we got calls weekly. Hey, I got this deal. I'll share it with you. I, I can't afford to get in your community or, or whatever reason. They're just not in our community. We said, no, thank you. Now we've created a company that just does that. So uh, we just completed a deal in Colorado. The student had a, they're not our student, they're just out there and they had a deal and they knew they knew our, our presence in the creative space, they brought it to us. Long story short, we gave them a, a nice 20% of all three paydays. We ran it, their boots on the ground. Our entire office runs it just like it's our in-house family deal. So they get to learn on the peripheral and they get 20% of the deal and they did nothing except for bringing oh. it to us. So we are we are doing that now. You'll make a lot more if you do your own deal and you do you do our program. But if you can't afford it or don't want to, and you have a one off, just call us. Yeah. Cool. Um, any where can people find out more or connect with you? 
Well, we can get the link again. We gave it in the show, last show uh, for our free books. Go to wickedsmartbooks.com forward slash Marshall, the number one, the yes. American number one. Um, you'll get the free books. You won't be asked to put a credit card for shipping. We ship it right from this building. And um, that's all cool. I'm big on free, if you remember, Chris. So they can go to um, YouTube, see all the deals. There's like 250 of them in there. Nice. They can come to our free workshop. It's every Thursday. Myself or my son-in-law does it. Uh, just go to smartrealestatecoach.com if you need more info. Perfect. And lastly, was there any question that I should have asked you about this pod, this episode um, that I didn't, that I should have? No, because we kind of nuanced it and did that last minute. So I can't say you forgot anything. How can I, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Chris, thank you so much for being on again. And, uh, and, and kind of uh, doing a, a new format of my show. So uh, this I'm, is cool. I'm always game. You know that. We'll get my son, Nick, on here. You guys have some fun and hopefully I'll see you again. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for tuning in to the Top Investor Podcast. If you are a real estate investor, we want to connect with you. Like our favorite quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson says, every man I meet is my superior in some way, and in that I learn from him. We believe we can learn something from everyone, so even if you are just starting out on your real estate investing journey, head over to the link in the description to connect with us, and we would love to hop on a call with you. Also, be sure to subscribe to the show and follow us on the socials at Top Investor Pod. While you're at it, leave us a five-star rating and a positive review so we can help more people become top investors. Until next time, this is Chris Marshall signing off. Go out and become a top investor. See you around.